You're listening to 1001 Album Club, where each episode we discuss a different album from Robert Demery's book, 1001 Albums You Must Hear Before You Die. For this episode, we'll be talking about Creedence Clearwater Revival, Bayou Country. In the room, I have Rob mm-hmm. and Ben. Present. Bayou Country is a second studio album by the American rock band Creedence Clearwater Revival. It was released by Fantasy Records in January 5th, 1969. The producer was John Fogarty, and the genre is roots rock, uh, swamp rock, southern rock, rock and roll. And from all music reviews, Stephen Thomas Irwine. Opening slowly with the dark, swampy, born on the bayou, Bayou Country reveals an assured Creedence Clearwater revival, a band that has found its voice between their first and second album. It's not just that Born on the Bayou announces that CCR has discovered its sound, it reveals the extent of John Fogarty's myth-making. With this song, he sketches out his persona. It makes him sound as if he crawled out of the backwoods of Louisiana instead of being a native San Franciscan. At the heart of Bayou Country is Proud Mary, a riverboat tale where the narrator leaves a good job in the city for a life rolling down the river. The song is filled with details that ring so true that it feels autobiographical. The lyric is married to the song that is utterly unique, yet curiously timeless, blending rockabilly, country, and stacks R&B into something utterly distinctive and addictive. Proud Mary is the emotional fulcrum at the center of Fulgerty's seductive imagery of Americana. And while it's the best song here, his other songs are no slouch. All the other songs add up to a superb statement of purpose, a record that captures Creedence Clearwater Revival's muscular, spare, deceptively simple sound as an evocative portrait of America. All right, what do we think of Bayou Country? More like bored on the bayou. Rob hates it. No, I I like the I like the two singles plus one of the songs that ended up being a single, and the rest of it I think is just boring, derivative, just dumb. Like, uh, I wish I was more eloquent in my criticisms. I really need to work <laughs> on that, boys. I, I work on your vocabulary. No, I just need to fast work and bold this. fast, fast and bold. Fast and bold. <laughs> <laughs> a tin teardrop. Uh, no, it it. Like compared compared to the Neil Young record that came before it, like this is just boring. It's boring. It's boring. It, it, I was it, gonna say it's kind of it's like right in the pocket that right in the pocket Ben loves. You know how I feel about it. It is right at the the perfect tempo of the laid back uh, Southern rock and roll. I'm by I'm way country. of Frisco, I'm a lifelong CCR fan. Right here, I. The first song I learned how to play on the drums was Su- like the Creedence version of Suzy Q. 
I've always loved Creedence. They were like my favorite band, like for a few years in high school. I was heartbroken when I found out that they were not from the Bayou. And oh yeah, I remember when I found that out too. I remember when they found that Santa wasn't real. Yeah, <laughs> and you know I've still I still love Creedence, but it's like it's different now. Like I've still got a bit of a chip on my shoulder. I'm like, you lied to me. Like that's not your. It's one thing. It's one thing to be inspired musically from a different region. It's entirely a different thing to sing with a fake accent. Toynin? Boynin? Mm. That's yeah. not how someone from San Francisco says turning and burning. Yeah. I I still love Credence, but like now there's an asterisk by it. And in some days it gives me more than others, you know? Like some days you know, I just I can ignore it. I can just let it ride because I do. I really like the songs and I like the simplicity of them. I like how in the pocket they are. I love the feel of a John Fogarty song. I think John Fogarty could sing the phone book and it'd be a hit. Like I think he's got a great swamp rock voice. I think Bayou Country is a fine album, but it's not one of the CCR albums. That, I don't know how many albums they have in the book, but unless you're going to put like four or five of them, I probably wouldn't have included Bayou Country. I think that they've got three or four that are better, in my opinion. Yeah, I'm, I know Green River uh, is going to be in here, which is, I think, is a far superior album to this. You this got is Willie and the Poor Boys. You got Cosmos oh, Factory. I don't, I don't, yeah, I don't like Willie and the Poor Boys. <laughs> well, you know, like, you could, if you get past like that, that the mega hit of yeah, Down on yeah. the Corner, it's actually yeah, yeah. a really solid rock record. Yeah, yeah, it's true. Or sorry, yeah, Down on the Corner. Um, Remember when Fogarty sold the rights to that song, I, The Pocket Rockers? <laughs> we're going to get to that, Pocket I'm sure. Pocket Rockers playing. Um, I, don't, I don't know. I I liked CCR, then I didn't like them, and then I kind of came around. It, I have had an, uh, my ups and downs with CCR. I, I initially liked them because I, I think someone had a uh, best of... Uh, yeah, greatest hits. Dude, yeah, Chronicle. It fucking yeah. rules. Chronicle rules. Yeah, I mean that's that's where it's at. Yeah, I, I don't I, I don't mean to disparage Clear, Creedence Clearwater Revival in any way, shape, or form. They are a great band, but this particular album, short as it is, has three standout tracks, and the rest are just kind of like okay. Well, that's why I was yeah, trying to like. Trying to Bootleg's figure out. Great. Bootleg's a cool yeah, song. Yeah, man. I, I didn't know yeah. about the song until it's a like, sleeper. Yeah, yeah. Why kinda, was this not a single? I kind of felt like it was a little too similar to Born on the Bayou. No, no way. I think it's way different. Mm, I mean, we were in the same key. I, 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 I get what you're saying here. It's a little similar. I, coming I, I, right off of... But now that you're saying it, I'm, I'm starting to... <laughs> well, no. Waffle. So Fogarty think, wrote all of these songs except for Good Golly Miss Molly, which is not a song of theirs. I really like their version of Good Golly Miss oh, Molly. Oh, man. I think it really? rocks. No. I think it rocks. I, 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 just, can't, I can't follow you down that path. Here's but. my thing about that. Why didn't they just make up another song that sounded like that? Did they really, well, they, really want to cover I mean, that song? They released six they, albums in two years. Great Gravy. Miss Maybe. <laughs> That's true. Three, yeah, they did three songs this, um, in 69. So Yeah. Nice. But, I mean, they already... I mean, I have to say, they kind of ripped off Graveyard Train. I mean, it's just Smoke Snack Lightning. 
Oh, absolutely. 100%. Yeah. So it's eight so, fucking minutes. So why not do Gagali, Miss Molly? I guess that maybe they just really wanted to do a cover. I mean, I, they, they love doing covers. I don't need Graveyard Train. I don't need Keep on Chuglin. I can take or leave <laughs> Penthouse Popper. And then at the end of the day, you've got a pretty good EP. That's in, amazing. In my opinion. So you literally have cut half... Possibly half, more than half of the album. I think that I think that uh, Credence's strengths do not lie in the nine-minute-long blues jam. No, they that's don't. not what I listen to Credence for. I listen to him for like a three-minute-long stanky swamp rocker. Okay. Okay. I'm right there with you, bud. Yep. Keep on chugling. Get <laughs> out of my fucking face with that shit. <laughs> he did try to make chugling happen. He really tried to make chugling happen. Not happening. That was the Fogarty. closer. That was what they closed all their shows with. Is well, keep yeah, on because it's, it's a blues jam and you're at a live concert. Like that. Yeah, you just play it until... You play it until people are gone. <laughs> <laughs> Good night, everybody. It's all chugled home. Have you chugled? <laughs> Get I mean, on chugling. I, I bet these guys live were fun as shit. Oh, yeah. yeah. They were so tight. Like, at this point in their career, they'd already been, like, three bands. Because Credence was the version of them that hit it big. You know, before that, they were they were the Blue Velvets. They were something else. The they Visions? Were the, pro- the Visions, the problematically named Gollywogs. Love and, the Gollywogs. <laughs> and, then, and then Credence. And in some of those formations, John Fogarty wasn't singing lead his brother tom was singing lead to which i say what are you morons like obviously this guy's got the lead singing voice like i think because that was in uh i think blue velvets tom was singing lead and i've heard a few of those songs on like box sets and stuff they're not bad they sound like an american band during the british invasion trying to sound like a british invasion band you know there were a dime a dozen it was when kind of john fogarty took the reins a bit and he listened to a lot of little walter a yeah. lot of muddy waters howlin wolf junior wells and then he was like this is it i'm going to the bayou yeah so like so the first credence album uh it, it's it had a hit suzy q suzy q was a a decent hit for a band that had been three different bands and had never had a hit all of a sudden they've got a hit with this like this kind of hybrid swamp rock image, sound and image that kind of like John Fogarty curated for them. And so then Bayou, they're getting into like record Bayou Country and all of a sudden all the band members want to be like, well, like, what about my songs? What about my songs? What about me singing this? Noted, John, John Fogarty, historically, he's a dick. Like John Fogarty is... is n- Historically not that likable of a guy, and he is not without his own problems. But his perspective, which I believe was the correct perspective, was, no, guys, we're, 
we're finally on to something. Let's like let's do this. Like I'm yeah. writing these swamp rock songs. I'm singing these songs. People are liking them. Let's not fuck with this formula. In that respect, as much as it may have been painful for the rest of the band to hear, he was absolutely right. Yeah, you know, I think like, so too. Cre- Credence is like it, it. It had that really one main creative force, and it worked for him. Now, some of the band members have argued that it wasn't as so much a, a one man force as John Fogerty makes it out to be, and they've got a pretty decent argument in the fact that. From 1969 to 1971, they were so prolific and so successful. They, they had like six albums. They had all these hits, and then they broke up. They, they were only Credence for like what, like less than three years, and they have this huge body of work as Credence. And then Credence breaks up, and John Fogerty goes solo. And other than put me in coach, really, what has he got to to show for it? So the band members like. Well, look, he says that he was the main creative force. How come he could only be that prolific and that successful when we were there, too? Like, obviously, we were responsible for this sound as well. I think that's a very valid point. Yeah. But he's definitely the leader. He's definitely writing these songs. And I think he's got his stamp all over this. Oh, yeah. I mean, and I think this is the definitely was the right direction for them. I mean, it it proves it with the hits. And with the output and what he he accomplished, I was kind of curious. I was going to ask you guys. So they have three albums within this 1969 period. Do you think, how would you feel if you were to combine maybe just two of the albums and those hits being within one album? Absolutely. Wouldn't that that. be like a masterpiece of an album, though? It would be. I, I was so surprised kind of to see, I mean, I felt like, like keep on chugling kind of just a throwaway, you know, it's just a blue, a blues tune. It, you know, it's, it's fine or whatever, but there's always like this, a couple like songs that you're just like, yeah, not as strong, you know, right. it's got the same sort of spin, you know, the, the, their attitude, their sort of what they're doing, especially with the covers and everything. But uh, man, if they would have just done one year and made this like masterwork it would have been like uh are you experienced or something right yeah. everyone would be like that is that's the one that's the album yeah that's a, an amazing what? album it's so is it better strange. to do three like, albums why? that have some hits or i can't even imagine bands putting out three albums a year like in this with the in, in this like current scope no. like maybe one album every three years if you're lucky like Three albums in a year, doing that for two years in a row, like, and also touring. Yeah. How and when? Where do you find the time, boys? In between touring, yeah, uh, riding on the road at this point, like, yeah, yeah. Fuck, I mean, we're, we're 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 covering Green River in like a few pages, four albums, right? Yeah, yeah, and yeah, it's right there, and it, oh, yeah, I mean, it, like, not one of those songs pops five minutes. It's it's a just yeah so streamlined. yeah yeah Co- so, so, combined Bayou Country and Green River. That's what I'm saying. Have an album. Okay, so you got Born on the Bayou, Bootleg, Proud Mary, Green River, Commotion, Bad Moon Rising, Lodi. Yeah, yeah, that's a perfect record. Yeah, uh, yeah. I I just thought about that today. I was like, oh my gosh, they were. It, it was so close to being a like perfect 
album, a perfect storm of of sorts. But now I feel like each album is still good, but it, it's is not going to receive the like accolades that those combined songs would have had. I but, think that, but maybe you just put out the songs when you have them. You know, there's different that, adi- there's different ways of doing it. You know, right. some people really want to collect the songs to make a cohesive whatever, and some people are. I think they're kind of a road band where they're just like. We got these songs. Let's put it to wax and right. see what happens, and then go to the you know the next the next album. Obviously, at this time too, they weren't as well known. Right, they were getting well known. Yeah, they're like on on the upswing. I think a few of their later albums, they're more heavy on the hits, and of course by later I mean like ten months from now. <laughs> yeah, you know, <laughs> the Beatles later. <laughs> right, right. think the ccr is sort of a stylistic band absolutely like they are they have a style and then like acdc yeah yeah i was exactly what i was gonna say yeah and there's nothing wrong with that no absolutely not if you can if you can get that style and you can make it really tight and exactly your style i think it's i think it's great and that's them being such a a their strength being so much in their style is Kind of why, like, I feel that John Fogarty justly was like, like, no, you're not the songwriter. I'm the songwriter. Yeah. Like, we this style is our bread and butter. We are going to keep on writing in this style for the whole two years we're a band. Yeah. How do you feel about it, Rob? Uh, neutral. And I, I, it, it doesn't. I, I would never recommend this record to somebody. Like, I'd, I'd recommend. I don't know if I'd recommend Green Mile to uh, Chronicle. It, yeah, exactly. Like it get get Chronicle. It's it, it's everything that's good about Credence wrapped into one, and you'll be like, oh my god, what a great band! Normally, uh, normally I would never like upsell a greatest hits record. Yeah, but it's that but, fucking but Chronicle good. is really good. Yeah. So good. Uh, yeah. So yeah, uh, n- neutral for me. I mean, it's it's Credence, but I, I yeah, I, I think it's better on uh, on the next record. I'm actually I'm gonna go neutral on this one as well. I'm I'm a big Credence fan. I just don't know why Bayou Country, especially a band where we're just it's talking pr- about it's Proud Mary, right? It's Proud it's Mary sold so much. It yeah, it did, but it's more famous as a cover than it. Just like they made Suzy Q their own. I Cantina made Proud Mary. Though. Absolutely, it is I Cantina's song. Oh sure, yeah, you know? yeah. But I'm just saying, I think that this book relies a little bit on the sales, album sales, right? So I think that that's part and of like, the reason. It's and kind of it's like, sort of the early. It'd be one thing if it was the first CCR album, and then I'd be like, oh, okay, I guess like you know, this is like the world's introduction to CCR. But it's not; it's the second one. So it's not their first one. It's not their strongest one. 
they're they're famously sound kind of the same throughout their career. So of all their albums, why are we focusing on this one? Is why I give it a neutral. I don't think that this is one of their standout albums. And they have a few standout albums, even though their sound really doesn't evolve. They've got albums that are more packed with killer than Bayou Country. That being said, Bayou Country rocks. Great record. Yeah, you know, I feel like they they fo- they focused in on this particular one because it ha- it's thematically the same of being we're from the bayou. This is like what it we do. It starts the lie. It starts the <laughs> lie, and when you start the lie, <laughs> uh, I'm pretty much the exact same with you. Um, I'm I'm gonna go neutral because yeah, I don't think it's a perfect album, and it does have some really cool songs. And I like a lot of what CCR is doing within the sort of like slow tempo rock. Again, I like tremolo. There's some tremolo in here, especially on the first Born on the Bayou. And some of the other, you know, just his voice, what he's kind of bringing to the table. So, yeah, I'd go neutral on it. Uh, CCR uh, released three platinum albums in 1969. Bayou Country, Green River, and Willie and the Poor Boys. And they sold millions of records, but never had a number one hit. They had, like, top ten hits. But... They did score five number two hits <laughs> on the Hot 100. And they're the most act with never getting a number one hit. Crazy, right? That, that is, is crazy. crazy. Is Willie and the Poor Boys not in this book? No. Weird. Yeah. Well, they got Green River. Yeah, but they also got Bayou Country. Yeah, but Bayou Country is kind of the first. Nope, Green's Colorado Revival is the first. (laughs) All right, next time we'll be talking about Crosby, Stills, and Nash, self-titled. All right, thanks, y'all.